Hello there, Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to the Office Sleepy Time Podcast, or ASMR is the technical term for it, coming at you from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. And as I've introduced in previous episodes, but just in case this is your first time listening through the podcast, this is a podcast that is simply going to narrate the Office in real time in a very soothing voice to help you fall asleep. So whether you are traveling, you have anxiety, you live alone, or you're just looking for comfort in something familiar, that is what we are doing here. It is not good to fall asleep with a screen on, and so this has been, you know, sleep podcasts have been one of the ways that I found comfort while traveling and sleeping, and It is my pleasure to bring this to you. So by now, you should be relaxed and cozy in bed. You want to set the sleep timer on your podcast player of choice so that this will turn off once, uh, you know, in about 20 minutes when you fall asleep or longer if you're putting multiple episodes together. But I also want to give you enough time to prepare, get ready, Uh, before we start the episode here. So today we are going through episode 6, the series finale of season 1 of The Office. Crazy that we've already gone through the whole first season. And it is called Hot Girl. It is directed by Amy Herkling and written by Mindy Kaling. Aired April 26, 2005. So, coming up on a 15-year anniversary of this first season of The Office. And so far, I've been able to keep up with a one-per-week cadence on this. And then we'll also have some bonus episodes that I'm very much looking forward to sharing with you in the meantime. So, now is not the time, but of course, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, i got a Twitter account if you want some updates ratings and all that stuff, but right now it is time to relax because we're going to start the episode and get you off to dreamland. So we will begin the episode here with the classic intro and, uh, you know, it really looks like some VCR footage and VHS tape footage that was shot here. We see Dwight shredding some papers, the office uh, printer malfunctioning. We have Jenna Fisher from the first episode. We have Dwight looking like he's ready to dole out some serious responsibilities and the office title card right there. Now we have Michael on a conference call with Jan, shoving pencils into his keyboard and clearly not listening to the conference call. And they have Alan, the CFO, trying to do a uh, incentive program to increase sales. And the top seller can get $1,000. And Michael wants to know if he can qualify for it and or pick the prize that will be chosen. And you can see the office that 
that his office in this episode seems very sparsely decorated in a way that the other episodes in this season weren't exactly sparse, but there's a big change once they come back for season two. He gets a lot of new furniture, and that basically comes uh, the standard for the episode. So now we have, I think this must be the first iteration of this trope that Michael and Dwight will sit and talk to the camera, and Dwight will uh, kind of chime in and reiterate points. Pam comes in to ask if somebody can sell handbags. They say absolutely not, until he looks out and sees that it's actually Amy Adams looking very beautiful, and Michael comes out as a cock-in-the-head house, and uh, Katie here to sell bags. Michael insults Pam by calling her the Pam 6.0, and Amy Adams clearly not satisfied with the, the whole situation. But Dwight here, just the way that he plays off of Michael and reading what Michael is saying and what, and then looking back at her, classic. This is really when Dwight is, has not really found his, his confidence in the character yet. So we have Michael here talking about how he is very educated uh, by reading many magazines like an in-flight magazine and then we have them coming into the conference room here and Dwight is definitely checking out how he might be able to talk to her and they have Amy Adams here wearing a purple shirt, her red hair, and, wow, you forget some of the cameos that come on here. Michael, really satisfied that she is a coffee addict. And, the whole situation is definitely awkward as you expect with Michael. Michael as a character is it's a different type of awkward in the later seasons compared to the first. The first one there's a there's a like a darker version of the awkwardness in the first season versus the the uh, subsequent seasons. And this is a great example of that. It definitely fades away about halfway through the second season. Well, right now I can't remember Amy Adams' character name, but she's setting up in the in the conference room. And now we have Kevin talking to Pam. And this is also the first version of Kevin, the Kevin voice that we hear. In the very first episode, Kevin speaks and it's not a voice, but this one is definitely the first time he puts on a voice for it. And 
now we have Dwight describing his perfect woman. And he wants amazing breasts for his children, not for himself. Because he wants to have a large family. Now Michael heads out into the office to introduce people around the office. And she's worried about the uh, bags in the conference room. And now this is the first time we're into the kitchen, I believe, in this show. I don't remember it from the first few episodes. This is where we start to get a little bit better understanding of the layout of the office. So you walk through here. I guess we were at the bathrooms before. And uh, Pam here is, is happy that Pam is around. Pam is happy that she is around to distract him. And this is, okay, so this is definitely a first time in the annex in the show. And Toby is connecting over a class ring. The more I see class rings, the more I wonder why people wear them beyond college. I don't know. I don't really get it, the class rings. I never did. Maybe it's because I didn't buy one. Maybe I should have ordered a, a class ring. I don't know. And so we head back from Toby and the annex back to Michael Scott talking in his office. And, and then we go back to the kitchen and Roy chatting with Jim and Pam in the kitchen. And Roy wants to know why Jim isn't into the purse girl. And Jim says he's really into moms. Single moms, soccer moms. And, uh, Kevin, Kevin doesn't buy it. And Roy, with the comments of the season, if he wasn't dating Pam, he would be all over that. And Pam corrects him that they're engaged. Way to strike out there, Roy. The situations, it's comments like that that make you root for Jim and Pam. And Jim describing how he's the go-to guy for Pam when she has problems. Basically, her only two problems are work and Roy. Here we have Dwight and Jim talking. Jim is encouraging him to go talk to her. We have Dwight here in a, a short sleeve dress shirt. It's like a it's like a gray. And Jim in his button-down white shirt with a dark tie. Dwight might go talk to her about the origins of her last of his last name. Now we're learning that guys are some of the best customers for her. 
and they usually buy the high-end stuff. And then Jim is uh, giving him some pointers and says, you know, if you read GQ, Dwight, you would know that purses are in for guys. And now, here they go. And here she, here he goes. Jim's excitedly telling Pam that she needs to watch what's about to happen. And uh, Jim and Pam basically narrate the discussion from the uh, from the desk. And Dwight picks up multiple bags, orange. Uh, Dwight is stepping into a bag now and slamming it to see if it uh, is durable. And yeah, Dwight is definitely going to walk out of there with a bag. And he looks, gives him a thumbs up. Oh man. Classic one. I don't know if that ever comes back. Now we have Pam looking at a bag. Looking at a date a bag for a hot date. And Michael comes in to pour water all over the conversation. Now you guys see Creed in the background of the copier. One of the rare times I guess you see Creed working. Creed becomes... And that's interesting. I guess I talked before about which character becomes... You know, has the smallest arc in the show. I think it was like Oscar, but... You know, Creed... Creed seems to become the most cartoonish... Oh, I guess it'd be between Creed and Kevin becoming the most cartoonish versions of themselves throughout the episodes. Because Kevin, in these first few episodes in the first season, is just a very straightforward character in accounting. And by the end, he is uh, he's extremely cartoony. So now we have Michael showing the espresso machine that he bought as a prize for the office and uh, there's a mix up with I, I don't know what salesperson gets dropped off at an office and doesn't have a ride or doesn't have a car really especially in Scranton there are many cities in the US that you can live without a car uh, effectively. I mean, obviously you can live anywhere without a car. But Michael gets her to accept a ride home from Michael. And he's very excited. Cool. Cool. And now we're going back to the espresso machine. Michael is now getting tech support from Dwight. And Dwight is going to ask 
is Katie, okay. He's going to ask Katie if they can go out, or if he can ask her out. And Michael has the upper hand that he's giving her a ride home later. Dwight's a little shocked. And he wants to know if it's just a ride home. This is a this is a good example of Michael having his I wouldn't say it's delusions of grandeur, but Dwight is asking for a favor. That'll just be a ride home, and Michael can't promise anything. Listen, Dwight. Can't, can't say for certain if he does or does not love Katie the bad girl that he has talked to three times that day. And Dwight's pretty upset. Now we have Stanley checking out bags and drinking espresso. And Stanley wants to know if the machine from his office was used for that, and he is not happy. Dwight here, wearing the bag, still with the wrapping on it, sitting at his computer. And now we have Pam, talking to Michael, and yet the espresso machine in the background, dirty. Uh, I guess that's one of the reasons it was it was sparsely decorated. And he wants to know from Pam how people think about futons, possibly for dates. And then Roy comes up and puts more water on the discussion. And now Roy and Pam are flirting on Jim's desk, probably the most uncomfortable he ever looks, and has to walk away. And Pam describing how he's a brother or a best friend and wants him to find uh, somebody. I think she knows it's going to be her. Now I have Angela talking to Katie, looking at bags. And Dwight comes in to ask if they can talk in private. And then you, you look for clues, you know, with the context of the whole show. You look for clues to see, like, you know, is Pam, are Dwight and Angela dating at this point? Because she, you know, there's a couple of little hints there. And when Dwight asks Katie out on a date, she says no. And you do see a little bit of a smirk from Angela. And so this is one where it's like the start of a, it's like a cue into their future relationship. Michael then comes over to Ryan asking if he can help him with a special project. And they're going out to his car to clean it. 
And, uh, man, this is one where it's like in Scranton, nobody would leave their car parked all day with a, uh, with the top down. And there's a blue blast, uh, blue blast sports drink. Yeah, that's a good one. Now we got Jim looking nervous going in to talk to Katie. Introduces himself. And man, he can put the charm on. He says, don't try to sell me one. He's just here to learn. John Krasinski could charm any man or woman, I tell you. Amy Adams, do they work together in the future? I can't think. I'm going to look that up later, see if they did. Uh, Michael puts a little bit of uh, cologne on his neck from the stick. Getting the Sebring ready. And uh, there's a lot of filet of fish wrappers in his car. Now we're back to Jim and Pam talking. Jim and Pam hanging out at the desk. And Jim tells her that they're going to go on a date. Katie and Jim. Since they're going to get uh, dinner, drinks, and maybe matching tattoos. And you do see Pam get a little bit jealous. Oh, almost breaks your heart. I love watching this arc. Yeah, Jenna Fisher plays it so well. Jenna Fisher. And now Michael gives us his tips on how to be a ladies' man, which is to not act like a ladies' man. Steve Carell de-ages in this show. He looks younger as the show goes on. Like his hairline gets improved. The bags under his eyes look better. Now we got cut back to Pam putting on makeup, which is rare. You don't see it much, either the application or the wearing of it. And then we go to an exterior shot in this parking lot. I don't think you ever see again. It does not look familiar. Uh, now here, Katie breaks it to Michael that Jim is going to take get a ride home. Michael plays it off pretty cool. And Michael heads out to his car. And Jim goes out to his red Corolla. Yeah, you definitely don't see this parking lot again in the uh in the show. And Pam and Roy heading off in their green pickup truck. Now we go back to Michael's talking head. And his, he's in a different tie, so it must have been 
It must be implied that it's the next day. And he's saying that his special someone is... are his employees. And actually right there you had shots of two women that aren't normally uh, in the office. And so who knows? Who really knows? And with that, that is going to end the episode, end the first season. And hopefully by now you are, uh, you're getting your rest. So that is going to do it for the first season. Thank you for listening so far. We're going to be starting the second season next. So make sure you check out the podcast feed. Make sure you're subscribed for future episodes. And we will let you end and go to sleep. This has been a great Scott production. Thank mm-hmm. you.